What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Financially, you got to be disciplined. You know, people, you get a bunch of trucks and they see all the money in it. I have this, I have this, I have this amount of money. Shit could happen where you need that money to float you or keep you rolling when things aren't so well. Hey, if you made a million bucks, take 200000 and keep it or whatnot. And that 800 let it sit. Trust me. Right. It, it, you'll use it or you'll find a way or it'll benefit you another way. Big thing, you know, equipment. Equipment, serious. Uh, drivers, serious. You know, um, these are the things that make or break trucking. Turn my mic up. Take there, yeah, yeah, uh, on the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges, good friends become foes and snitches, better watch who knows in your business. This is Damien Shepard with Shepard Trucking. You are now listening to Truck and Hustle. As well. That is so correct. You, you have to purchase a box truck. Box, okay, got you. So you now got that it. all comes together. Yeah, got All it. right, so... Before, but prior to the sale, prior to that, as when you were a salesman, did you have to have the box yes, truck? Yes. Okay. Always had the box truck. So when you did that, you said you'd have to pay for that. Who provided the box truck at that point? You had to buy the box truck. You had to come in with the box truck. Got it. Okay. Okay. Now it's all clicking. All right. Yes. So you come in with the box truck. They provide the routes, but the routes are free. And now you have to go ahead and b- you build buy relationships them. with these vendors. Now you have to buy them. So now you have box trucks already. That's correct. Okay. So how many box trucks did you have? Two. Two box trucks. Okay, yeah. got you. Now, talk to me about just the logistics and that. Was that a difficult yeah. thing absolutely. to do? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you give up a lot of family time. Um, we made 20% of whatever we sell, so there was no set you know, salary or anything. You don't sell. You don't eat. There's no sick days. There's no days off. Um, you work seven days a week. Mm. Um, you must keep your store shelves full. If you're not selling product, it's not happening. Yeah. You know? You're not you're not making money, hmm. and so uh, it it was it was eleven years or seven days a week. How many how many stores did you deliver on your route? Like at oh, peak? Oh my God! Uh, I'd say on a daily average, um, we see fifteen stores a day. Okay. Um, sometimes on the heaviest twenty twenty five stores a day. Okay. So as you grew throughout the years, did you remain with two box trucks, or did you start to grow and Re- add more? Remain with two box trucks. Okay. They wouldn't allow. Actually, they didn't even allow more than one route. We were lucky because my wife grabbed another route. Okay, so got one you. route was in my name, one route was in her name. So is it one truck per route? Is that how it kind of works? That's correct. Yep. Okay. That's okay. correct. Okay, got you. All right, so you're working with, what's the name of it? Snyder, Snyder Foods, Snyder's right? of Hanover. Snyder's of yep, Hanover, and you're delivering company. snacks. Snacks. To different stores. You got it. All right, cool. So tell me about the business growth. You say you do it for 11 years. 11 years. All right, and I mean, I assume, I'm assuming it's a pretty good business if you stick yep. it for 11 years. Yep, absolutely. Why'd you stop doing it? Um, Amazon came. Okay. That's a good tell story. Tell me about that. All right, so uh, after... Selling snacks forever, and, you know, it's, and, and, and snacks is a hard job. And yeah. a lot of people didn't know. It's long days, 14-hour days, 15-hour days, just like trucking. Yeah. Except they're physical, right. you know? W- one more thing before you, were you driving the trucks? Absolutely. Okay, so you were in the trucks. And my wife. And your wife. And my wife. Because that's important. 
Very. You didn't have no employees yet. No. So you and your wife had no, these towards the trucks. end. We started you getting start, them. I'll explain. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got you. So you yeah. you guys are driving these trucks, delivering these snacks all throughout Milwaukee, Wisconsin area, right? Yep, in the Milwaukee area. In yep. Milwaukee. Okay. Okay. Continue. All right. So a friend of mine says, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, uh, Amazon is coming here." I said, "Amazon? You know, don't they don't they sell books?" He's <laughs> like, "Uh." No, no, they sell everything. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know too much. I didn't do too much Amazon stuff. I was always working, shit. I had no time for anything. Family sleep. And uh, he said, uh, hey, they're looking for box trucks. He was like, I know you got a couple trucks. Maybe you can do this too. And uh, they had a, a seminar or a meeting or whatever. And I went to it, my wife and I. And uh, we sat down and uh, one of the guys that was running the Amazon in this area called MKE5, um, he says, hey, you know, we'll pay you X, Y, Z to run pallets to post offices, line hall. All right. I said, OK, that, that sounds good to me. I'll, I'll do something like that. And it was third shift. OK. So we would sell snacks during the day, get a couple hours of sleep and run night. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Yes. Very, very, very crazy. Very uh, and, and dangerous. Is, and it, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is before we understood the laws of trucking. <laughs> right. So, so this, this is non-CDL box trucks? Non-CDL box okay. trucks, under 26,000. Okay, got you. Yep. So I said, okay, Chris, we're going to do the snacks, and we're going to do this too. So my wife and I started with two box trucks, so we started running two routes. And I, and I started seeing the money, and I was like, you know, diesel then was, well, it was a little crazy then. I, I must admit, when we first started, it started creeping up to $4. Um but it came back down. Right. And uh, I said, man, this is some real good money. Now, this is the beginning. <laughs> this right. is not Amazon now. Right, 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 right. This is the beginning. Right. So I said, wow, this, this is in 2014. Got it. Okay. Got End it. of 14. And I said, wow, this is good money. So we were working 20 hours a day, you know, snack stuff plus, plus uh, Amazon. And... Uh, about a, uh, I'd say about six to eight months or so in, it's time to make a decision. Okay. I had to stop. Too much. Yeah. Or, or and go full Amazon or something had to give. It was just too much. Yeah. And we already not seeing the kids, um, you know, already got living babysitter. It's just, it's just getting crazy. Yeah. So I said, Chris, well, you know, what do you want to do here? She's like, well, she said, I, I think we should go full force with Amazon. Mm. And, and, and it was scary. Right. This is new. You've been doing this for 11 years. You're right. And you and this new opportunity was just fresh. Correct. It looked good now, but we don't know what it's going to look like 11 years from now. You got it. Right. You got it. So, um, you know, we're a little worried. It's like, okay, well, what can we sell these routes for? So over the years, we built up the equity in the routes, and the routes were worth about 150000 Okay. A piece. Okay. So I said, okay, Amazon's asking us for more and more trucks. All right? So I said, okay, well, if we sell these trucks, I mean, I'm sorry, if we sell these routes... Um, we can add more trucks and we can, we can push them over to Amazon. Right. I said, okay, well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do that. So we sold our routes with Snyder's. Mm. All right. Sold them. Yeah. Um, so now we have this, this cash. Okay. You said 150,000, right? 150,000 each. That's, so, so you got 300. 300. Grand. Okay. Got it. So we're like, well, we're going to buy these trucks and we're going to add more trucks, you know? And, uh, we said, wait. Let's not buy them. Let's start leasing them first. Because uh, if something, or in renting. Yeah. Because if something happens, our money's not tied up. How'd you know about that as an option? Um, it, it, once you started seeing all the new carriers, they had 
all these rental trucks. Gotcha. And you see them on the dock and you're like, oh, they're renting those. Uh, okay. You know, you start seeing what the rates are for renting versus buying something new. And you're like, okay, yeah, it's a little more to rent, but uh, you, your uncontrollable cost becomes controllable because all the maintenance and everything else is covered by them. Right. All right. So it's like, okay, all right, we'll, we'll start renting. So we started renting and uh, truck after truck after truck and we started growing fast. Very, very fast. Okay. Remember, we've only been trucking almost nine. It'll be nine years in October. Yeah. Would that be? Yeah. Uh, that That's a, a very short time in how fast we grew um, with trucks, you know, with yeah. everything. So um, Amstar, Amazon started rolling, and it was great. It was great. We started Doing the same thing, still doing the pallets? Pallets. The, the line haul? Yep. This one. Post one, office. One straight from Amazon to a post office. Okay. We had all of northern Wisconsin. We had everything we had the whole northern wisconsin sold up that was ours got it yeah we were one of the first carriers we're the og carrier in the building got it when we started the doors weren't even hang, hung yet it was it was docks just open mm. it, so so was this opportunity kind of because amazon was in an area where there wasn't really a lot of correct. a lot of game you know what i'm saying it's that's like correct. you guys were the only game in town that's correct. <laughs> yeah so yeah. you had a great opportunity great opportunity okay and we jumped on it okay it was time Okay, got it. Yeah. So you start scaling up. How many trucks do you start scaling up? Do you scale up to with the with the rentals and your yeah. own and so forth? Yeah. All of that? a sudden, you start looking up, and it's like we started with you know we got to two, and we got to four, five, six, eight, and we're ten, twelve trucks the first year, then fifteen, twenty. You know, you start rolling into the next year. Then we started opening new locations for them, like mm. in Minnesota, where they would send us out there. We would bring thirty trucks out there. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we would run thirty trucks, thirty, forty trucks here. And we run 30, 40 trucks in Minnesota. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Okay. It was crazy. Okay. And, so, this, go ahead, go ahead. and this is all within, you know, a one, two, three year span. A, a couple of years. That's it. All right. So now you guys have start, start hiring. Yeah. So tell me about that process. Because before you guys were doing it by yourselves as a Absolutely. team. Absolutely. Where do you find drivers? Ooh, that's <laughs> a learning curve. Yeah. We learned a lot from Amazon and uh Amazon taught us a lot of discipline as well, you know, as far as times and being on time, being punctual, being, you know, being accountable for everything. And uh, you started getting drivers and you don't know the game yet. You know, you're in trucking. You're like, oh, like I can drive this box truck. Anybody can drive this. It's, right. it's simple. It's right. 26 foot box truck is 13 and a half feet high. Like understand you can't go under this bridge because it's 10 feet you know what i mean you, <laughs> yeah, you, you think you think <laughs> you think yeah. that everybody thinks like that right no sir yeah. we were in for a rude awakening mm. um in the beginning a lot of accidents um a lot of problems uh crashes um people you know knocking the tops off of these trucks hitting trees hitting bridges hitting cars and and, and you start to say what 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 am i doing wrong you know what am i doing wrong um, when we first started, there was no safety meetings and all that type of stuff. You know, you didn't understand that yet. Right. You know, it's new. We had no, no game from anyone. We came in the truck in with nothing, no, mm. no type of understanding or, or, or the FMCSA. We didn't understand who they were and how powerful they were. Right. Well, we know that it's another government entity. No, no, we didn't know. I was a service, you know, compliance. We didn't do any of that. Logs, right. we didn't. Let's go. <laughs> right. Get in the truck. Right. Yeah, run 20 hours because yeah. I can do it. Everybody yeah. can. Yeah. It's not the case. Okay. Okay. It's not the case, and we learned. And, at this, and, and, and on the flip side as well, Amazon was still kind of in the infant stages of their business, so Correct. their grading 
they're, you know, they weren't grading you as hard as they would grade you now. That is correct. Right? That is correct. So there's a lot of things you guys are probably able to get away with. That is correct. Back then, there was no type of, they didn't look at uh, your CSA scores or, or look at anything on the FMCSA. They didn't do any of that. Right. That didn't matter to them. They're trying to figure it out still themselves. Correct. Until FMCSA and the government started looking at them and saying, hey, it's a lot of shit going on with your load on the back of these trucks. Right. What is going on? What are you doing to mitigate the problems? Right. And that's when they started their scoring system in their compliance department. And Got it. And making sure you're doing what you're supposed to do uh, on, on the safety side. Got it. Yeah. So you might be the reason for those tough grading scores on Amazon. Man. It I'm, might be Shepard Trucking. I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I'm not the only, but I'm no, one of them. <laughs> one. So you said you, you guys grew so big, they started sending you out to other places to op open up other locations. Absol absolutely. When Shakopee, Minnesota opened, we sent 30 trucks, 32 trucks out there. Still renting? Still, still renting. Still renting trucks. Still renting. Yep. Okay. Still renting at that time. Okay. Got you. So how many lo locations do you guys end up opening up for them? Just two. Two? Because... How that went, I'll never do it again. What happened? You, you, when, when, when you're doing something so far away, you start to lose control. You try to appoint someone to, you can trust to run that operation, and it doesn't go right. Got it. And the driver situation in Minnesota was, was nuts. Mm. was nuts. It was hard. Got you. Very so you hard. Had a lot of issues. A lot of issues Minnesota. up there. But we made it happen. Um, Amazon paid a ton of money. You know, at the time, they'll, they'll pay you $1,000 a day mm. if the truck go across the street. Got it. It doesn't matter. It can go two miles with one envelope. <laughs> that's, that's what that Amazon built what we have today. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's where we, that was the seed money we needed to start Shepherd Trucking. Got you. So how, how long did you stay at the other location before you shut that, that down? Like pull In, the trucks Minnesota? In Minnesota? We stayed there a year and a half. A year and a half. Yep. Okay, now what about here? Uh, we've been here and we're still here. So you still 14. do Amazon now? I still do Amazon now. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. So you grow with Amazon. Like you said, that's the seed. They, yeah. they got everything started. Absolutely. But as we talked about in the beginning, that's not the only thing you guys do. So at what point did you say, all right, box trucks are cool, but there's, there's other things to do out here. What, okay. uh, what, what was the inspiration for that? Absolutely. Tell, tell me about that. Absolutely. So uh, about three years in, we wanted to start getting into the big rigs because um, our northern routes started to explode. And it originally started with Amazon coming to us saying, hey, um, your northern routes, your, your big areas, your Green Bay, your Appleton, uh, the high volume areas, we're tired of spending you know, money on six box trucks going to the same spot. If you don't do tractors, we have to move those routes to somebody that will do a tractor. Mm. And I said, well, we can't let that happen. <laughs> right. this, is, this is our area. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. We've been taking care of this area for three years straight, you know, strong. Uh, one of the best carriers in the building. It's like, let's go. Yeah. I said, okay. Um, uh, I didn't have my CDL. I went to the dealer and bought a tractor. We are here live at OTR Solutions HQ. I'm here with my partner, Jonathan, man, listen, factoring is an integral part of the transportation industry. Why is factoring important? Absolutely, Ramel. In this economy, in this market, cash flow is king. Cash flow is the key to growth. If you have a young trucking company or if you've been in the industry for years and you want to take that business to the next level, we're absolutely a company that can help. So I hope you'll give us a call today. Let us know what we can do to help you out. Get the rest and roll with the best. Let's go. Drove it home illegally. <laughs> okay. 
parked it in my driveway, went and took my written test. And here in Wisconsin, you got to wait 14 days before you can take your road test. Waited my 14-day wait period, took a road test, and, and got my Class A. Okay. After I got my Class A, I started running routes. So you jumped in the truck. Now, the truck. as you guys grew, were you still driving? Yes, sir. So even when you guys started expanding with all those different box trucks for Amazon, you guys still drove? Still yourselves. drove. Okay. Absolutely. So was, you were no strangers to driving at this point once you get the... Uh, once you get the, the, the big truck, the semi-truck. Absolutely. All right. We're dropping a, we're jumping a box truck, a semi-truck, whatever, cube truck, whatever it took to take care of those routes. Okay. That's, okay. That's what made this all happen. Got you. So you jump in the semi, and now you're pulling loads for Amazon still. Yep. Still pulling loads. What are you pulling for them? Now, this is still line hauls. Still line hauls. Still haul. same line hauls. Same stuff. Same stuff. Okay. Yep, same stuff. All right. So tell me about how that starts to grow. Yep. So that was our first tractor. And after that, I said, oh, well, Chris, this is, is pretty good. You know, we started adding more. Amazon wanted more tractors. Then we started servicing Iowa. And we started, you know, the tri-state area. Minnesota started sending tractors there, just line hauls. Because their, their distribution center, MKE5, was the biggest in the tri-state area at the time. Right. Now they're everywhere. They're popping up like, you know, yeah, like weeds in the grass. That's they're right. everywhere. Yeah. And... Uh, so we used to service those from MKE5 back and forth, back and forth. And Amazon rates started to fall because they started to secure a lot of capacity of people that don't understand when they're not making money. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. A lot of new people. A lot of new people that didn't understand that, listen, you're just shuffling money around. You, did you make money? And they don't understand that, but Amazon will use that. And they create, you know, their own market. Right. You know? And uh, <clears throat> so rates started to fall. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what's going on? Oh, well, if uh, Joe Blow Trucking over here can do it for that, why can't you? Right. And you're not, they're not comparing apples to apples. You know, I have new equipment. I invested in this. This is when we're starting to buy trucks now. Yeah. Um, we have new equipment and we have, you know, great guys that we pay. Start to weed out the bad ones, the ones that are hitting shit and flipping trucks over and all that. You, you start to learn. Yeah. And those quality drivers cost. And Amazon gets to a point where they don't care about what they cost. And so you, you go back and forth with that. And I said, hey, uh, my wife and I talked. We said, well, we have to uh, figure out a way to diversify. We can't keep our eggs in one basket. We cannot do it. We cannot allow Amazon to dictate our future. Yeah. Uh, I love them. Don't get me wrong. I love Amazon. They started us, like I said. But at the end of the day, they're business. And I have to keep it business, too. So I said, well, we got to start getting these big trucks and running our own freight outside of Amazon. We'll use Amazon as well when the, when the money's right, but we need to grow outside of Amazon. Right. Right. So um, it gets scary because you have so much equipment and you're so embedded in their business that when they start moving money around, it gets scary because you owe the bank millions of dollars. And when they start fluctuating on rates... You're like, shit, what, what do I do here? Yeah. What do I do here, you know? Yeah. You, can't, you can't tell the bank, hey, I can't pay you because Amazon cut my rates. Right. I don't want to hear that. Right. Nobody's hearing that. That's a fact. So, yeah, so it's, uh, we said, okay, well, start getting big trucks, and we started auto hauling too. Okay, so when you get into the big trucks and you start looking outside of the Amazon freight, where do you look to for the first couple loads that you guys pull and so forth? Sure, sure. First thing, low board. Okay, jump on you low know, board. Jump on low board. Okay. Um, you, you get, get trailers? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. When we started Amazon Line Halls, they had no trailers. So you guys already had trailers. From, we had trailers. From purchasing for Amazon. Yep. 
Yeah, we usually run two trailers. Our our ratio is, you know, two trailers, one truck. Yeah. And uh, that's how we would buy it. One truck, two trailers. Okay. And keep because Amazon had no trailers then. Okay. Their trailer pool was so small, they had none in our yard, even back then. Got it. Got it. You know, now it's now it's crazy. You're hauling air trailers. I don't yeah, even got time. You gotta have that little arrow on the side. That's of correct. You ain't pulling for Amazon. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So you 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 jump into uh, you go jump on the low board. Yep. Jump on the low board. How was that? Was it tough? It, it was tough in the beginning, but then you start to build those relationships with brokers. You start to build relationships with direct customers. Um, it's it's good to have a, a a mixture of both. You know what I mean? People, you know. You got to blend brokers with direct customers. You got to always fight for, you know, that balance, you yeah. know. Um, so it was it was like uh, it was OK. You get your set of brokers that understand that uh, you're here to make the money. And uh, at the end of the day, you can't you know, you can't give me a rate that uh, I'm going to break even on. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. They will try that That's a fact. Uh, or, or they want you to go negative on, yeah. you know, and they have to understand what type of company you are what you stand for. You know what I mean? Once you get that relationship understood, uh, you'll always locate and, and have a good relationship with the right brokers. Got it. So you started with dry vans? Dry vans, yeah. Out there? Okay. Yep. Any, any particular vans. customers or anything that you guys were able to connect with that were kind of like another Amazon that was like kind not of as consistent. level? Okay. You know, not as consistent. We haul, it, it, it's, it's Amazon, that, that's where they really get you. They're consistent. Mm. You know what I mean? Amazon yeah. is consistent. And they have, now, it's different now. But when I was going, you know, when we were doing a ton of Amazon, there's never a day a truck comes in and they tell you we don't have nothing for you. Never. Right. Never. Now they'll cancel your load right. while you're on the dock. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, uh, it, wasn't th- it wasn't nothing like that then. Yeah. You know, so um, I didn't have to deal with too much of that. Um, it was nobody's consistent as Amazon, but it's 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 been it's been great. We have some good customers. Um, we love them. Uh, they do a ton of work with us, and I, I couldn't ask for nothing better. Got it. Yeah. All right, so now you start purchasing semis. How many semis do you kind of grow to? We grow to about 36 semis. Okay. Um, 65 box trucks. Now, and, and those 36, you're purchasing all of those? We're purchasing. These are all bought. Why are you now purchasing as opposed to the lease model that you use with Amazon? What, what was right. the difference? Now, we were making enough money where we can control the maintenance and everything else at a much cheaper cost than the dollar amount it would cost on a lease plan with the mileage adding up. So it was getting to a point where we start, we built this, we built this facility yep. and it's like, Hey, you know, I had, I had a couple guys that were diesel mechanics and I say, Hey, let's bring them in and we'll do our own diesel mechanics. We'll do our own uh, PMs and so on and so forth. Our brake chain, you know, our own DOTs and everything like that. Okay. All the simple work we'll do in house. Okay. You know, anything major we'll do, at a dealer, you know, um, but uh, that was the best way to go at that time. And I said, well, and I, I feel like that's the best way w- there is to go. Okay. You know, do it all. there's a lot all of in-house. different there's a lot of different, you know, thing, sure. people say different, sure. different, different things. Right? Correct. People say Correct. Leasing is the way to go when you want to scale up. And Correct. Some people say buying is the way to go. So it's, it's Correct. interesting. Correct. It is. I got to say leasing is nice when you want to scale up, because like I said, that uncontrollable cost begins to get a little mitigated because you don't look up and you got to you need a motor or, a, you know, a transmission or you need this. It, it, that that's, that's not a worry for you. Right. You turn it in. Give me a new truck. Right. You know. Um, so what I did was uh, I, I believe in new equipment. OK. Just me. Anybody else can tell you different. I'm fine with that. I'm okay with their opinion and how they run their business. But for me, new equipment mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. Two people you're going to pay. 
You're going to pay the bank or the mechanic? I'd rather pay the bank. Mm, gotcha. Why? Why would I rather pay the Why bank? Why would you rather pay the bank? Right. Consistency. Yeah. New equipment commands consistency. Drivers love new equipment. Good drivers do. Yeah. You know? And that's a good marketing tool when you're talking with a customer. Hey, listen, our oldest unit is a 2020. You know, the chances of breaking down with your load on the back is slim to none. And if it does, we have our own towing company that will haul another rig to the scene and get you get you going. Mm. We'll pull out the truck that's got a problem. We'll hook up a new one, get that driver on the road. Yeah. And uh, that's that's that, the consistency is key in trucking. Right. And it's you key. had to have a great relationship with a bank and credit. I'm sure that played a, a big part Absolutely. in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. S- tell me a little bit about that. Like, Absolutely. Like, like just being able to fi- finance these trucks. Like sure. How, what's your strategy? Because sure. I mean, that's a lot. 36 units. Yes. All, all finance. Yes. So what's your strategy? Yep. Uh, it was uh, once once you you have a relationship with one financial institution, you, you'll start to get more. You know, um, in the beginning, it's hard because. It's not like it used to be. You know how people use the word business credit. Okay, you got to be careful with that because it's not like what it used to be. Mm. Business credit used to be you can just go get a tax ID number, blah, blah, blah. That's a separate entity. Now it can build its own credit. It didn't look at it. Banks don't look at it like that no more. They know someone's running that. How is your credit? Mm. How is your personal credit? Right. They want to know that first. Right. Because that's going to dictate how you're going to run that business. Right. You know, if you're not paying your We Energy's bill now, <laughs> what makes you think you're going yeah. <laughs> to pay this bill? Yeah, that's a fact. So um, in the beginning, uh, it was a little hard, you know, business. But I must say the snack business helped because um, they knew I was in business already for so many years. And we owned those trucks. We financed them and we paid them off. And, you know, they said, OK, we can kind of take more of a chance with this guy. Okay. And uh, my personal credit is excellent. So they're like, OK, well, let's let's do that. You know, truck, no problem. Zero down. Here you go. Take it. Zero down. Go. Yeah. Ever since then, just name how many we need. We got 10 coming next week. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, they, they don't care. Show us the financials. I, I, I mean, I, I probably show financials maybe two or three times in the last seven years. Right. They start to know who you are, what you stand for, how right. you pay your bills to give you anything you want. Got you. So right. that relationship with that one institution is key. Key. And, key. and showing that past performance. They, they, sure. they know you have run a good business. You have good structure sure. set up. Absolutely. And you're good to go. Good to go. So everything is zero down. You got to put nothing down. On zero down. Zero down. Not, not the first one, though. First one. First one was zero down, too. Zero down. Because they looked at the other stuff. From That's the correct. Business. That's correct. Okay, cool. Yep. Then they start learning how you are, what you do. And it's it's endless from there you know now sometimes you choose to put some money down because you got an older unit that you're going to trade in you'll take that equity roll it onto the new unit that's your down or you can take a check i'd rather just roll it onto the new unit have a smaller payment and you know maybe you know yeah could you have walked away with 50 60 thousand you know whatever on, on an equity check on the old unit sure but why not just throw that on a new unit and have cheaper payment and have a truck that's you know one third paid for you know yeah so so how, how do you look at paying these trucks down because that's a lot of that's a lot to carry in terms of sure. um debt sure so what's your strategy to pay sure. these trucks down sure absolutely i don't pay nothing extra <laughs> okay. how you like that strategy i love it pay the payment pay the payment you know why why because i'm out of them in two or three years okay <laughs> got you that's it right I, whatever equity they have in them i'll roll it over to the next truck and and that's that. That's that. Okay. 
new equipment. Keep, keep on keeping new equipment. New equipment. By the time you take over a 12-month span of that old unit that you bought that was in the shop seven times, now taking into consideration you had to buy a, uh, you had to get a rental truck, what did that cost you? Right. Your downtime. You know what I mean? What did that? What loads did you miss? You know what I mean? And then the cost of fixing these trucks is, is no joke. Right. It, it's nothing to have your truck break down as ten, fifteen thousand. Mm. How much is a payment on one of these new ones? Two grand. Crazy. Yeah. Two grand. Yeah. Now do two grand times twelve. You got three breakdowns that cost you fifteen, twenty thousand. You were paying for a brand new truck that could have been rolling already. Mm. Mm. So every three years you're in something new. All time. And how much are you usually able to apply to the next set of equipment in terms of for the truck? Uh, usually, now this recent one was a, was real nice because okay. you've seen the equipment market. I, I crazy! Hope. It was crazy. It's, like it's doubled. It was crazy. Yeah, we were able to get eighty thousand in equity on on our eighteens and nineteens. You know, so I was able to roll that That's over. Crazy! You yeah. killed it on this this time around. Yeah, we have twenty 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 threes coming, and uh, we just got four twenty twenty three Peterbilts that just came. And but 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 on the, on the flip side though, you killed it on the equity in your truck, but the other trucks were still expensive as well. You know, no, what I'm because I ordered them a year ago. Ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's nothing to order the trucks, yeah. and when they come, you can say no, I don't want them anymore, oh, or you can shit. say yes. Wow, that's, that's game true. now. That's <laughs> close. That's definitely some game. Yeah. So okay, so how, before okay. the inflation, I beat the inflation. I still got them at 145 grand a unit. They're going for 250 right now a unit. But that was an intention. That was luck. That was luck. <laughs> but I always do that luck because yeah. I never know what I need. And it's so hard to get the new equipment. So I always order ahead. You can simply tell them I don't want them. They're, fi they're, they're fine with that. Do you have to put a down payment? Zero. So, okay, so you just let them know that you want these trucks in a year and then you're, you're locked in correct. To, to that. As long as you commit to 50 percent. You have to commit to 50 percent. That's correct. So if I say I need 20 trucks, you must at least get 10. OK, that's our deal. And if and and if for some reason you don't uh, uphold your side of the deal, what would happen to you? <laughs> You're in violation. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But in violation with who? I mean, the bank. No, or no, that? just period. Just just your word now. Right. Okay. Got you. you. Know I mean? Now that the relationship that we talked about is now tarnished That's because correct. you didn't do what you said you were going to do. That's correct. Your word is bond. Your word is bond. Yeah, you got to stick. Okay, so, but do they? But they make you sign off on that though. No, it's just your word. Just your word. Okay, because you said you got to commit to it, so you don't yeah. really have to. Commit now, if you're to new, it. you're in the game. They might make they you might sign make off. You, they might you. want you have a, you know, uh, proof of funds and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Once they know you, they know you, man. You, once you start stumping big, they understand and they respect it. Wow, that's that's dope, man. That's dope. You said you got ten on the way. Twenty. Man, Twenty well, on the way. Yeah. We just we just got nine of them. Okay, so what are you scaling up for now? What's going on? Uh, we're just growing. Just growing. Um, yeah, we got rid of some old units. Um. Earlier this year, when when the, when the time was right, yeah, um, a lot. You know, we were dealing with all the COVID, a lot of driver issues and stuff. I said, well, if they're sitting here and they're worth a lot of money, let's sell them, because our new units that we ordered a year ago is on their way. Gotcha. And we roll them out. Gotcha. And we did. Okay. And what what are you guys doing in terms of like the the general freight now? What's like your main uh, commodity that you haul? All dry. All dry. Um, yeah, we really don't touch any uh, hazmat or anything like that. We do pretty. I mean, we do have uh, four reefer trailers. Uh, we run uh, just some food here and there, uh, north and back. I mean, I'm sorry, north to south and back. Um, but 95% uh, of our business is all dry freight. Dry okay. Van. Yep. Got it. And and mostly load board. What would you say load board to to direct customer ratio? Um, I say one third. One third is load board. Yep. 
Okay, got you. Yep. And another two thirds would be direct, direct, direct relationships yep. that Absolutely. keep you guys rolling. How has the market been for you guys recently with everything going on? I mean, I we know fuel is up. Fuel is up. Rates are going down. Rates are down. So um, how's that impacted you? Absolutely. Uh, fuel is brutal. Yeah. I, I, I can't sit and say uh, it, it, it's it's nothing but brutal. Um, fuel is very, very, very expensive. But once you build that good relationship with your customers, they understand where they need to move with the rates. Yeah. You get the ones that don't want to move and they want to fish for the guys that are going out of business because they don't, again, understand that they're losing money. Right. Um, when you get that type of customer, you take care of them, you know, and we have those type of customers. They understand, hey, we got we to gotta go up 10 percent, 20 percent. You know, fifty percent sometimes when when we wait too long. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, they understand. Um, some don't. You dodge that freight. That's it. There you go. You dodge it. It's oh, hey, uh, we're we're paying this. Uh, sorry, I, we can't do it for that. Right. What 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 other things are you doing to save to save, man? Because you know it's all about how much you keep, right? Absolutely. So, so what what, um, what adjustments have you guys made in this market to yeah. to kind of keep um, things going? We, we have an in-house account here for fuel. We're actually going to bring fuel on site here next year. Um, but we have an in-house account that we do a ton of business with. We used to do 40000 a week or so with fuel that, with them. Okay. And um, they give us the steepest discounts because they're like a mom and pop. They deliver fuel to you. Correct. Okay. No, no, no. We go there. Oh, okay. But it's in our path of, of Got it. you know what I mean? Got it. Um, so they treat us the best because um, we spend so much. Um, our, all our trucks are governed at 70 miles an hour. Um, that helps a ton. Yeah. Uh, I had, uh, I remember when I first started, we didn't have nothing governed. You didn't understand. Right. And, uh, I started, when I started ordering all these trucks, I'm like, listen, dealership, start govern governing all these trucks at 70 miles an hour, everything, you know? Yeah. And, uh, when we did that, five grand a week. Saved. Saved. In oh, fuel. Wow. I couldn't believe it. Wow. I said. That's crazy. Five grand a week. I said, oh, yes. This, this, <laughs> this, this is what happens. This is what has to happen. And uh, Makes we, sense. we governed every piece of equipment we own. Okay. Yep. Okay. Got you. What else? Give me some other things you guys are doing to, to save. Oh, man. What else? Uh, the equipment's always governed. Uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to, to save, uh, per se. Um we continue to do the same thing we always do. Um, we try not to take loads that are ridiculously far that doesn't, uh, they don't compensate for the fuel. You know, we stay away from those flat rate loads that they don't understand what the fuel cost is. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, fuel is, is a necessary evil. It's like uh, insurance. Right. Uh, you got to have it. That's a fact. So it's, it's, it's just, you got to be more mindful of what you're taking. Okay. That's it. Got it. All right. When when do you transition into car hauling? It, was that the next vertical? That was the next. Okay. Yeah. Next thing was car hauling. Um, car hauling, uh, it was maybe three years ago. Okay. Or, yeah, about three years ago now. And um, something different. Um, like you said, you know, you like your niches, right? Yeah, I love so, the niches. Yeah. So try a little something different. Uh, I'm a big car guy. I used to race across the country and stuff like that. So it was uh, – it was it was one of those things where I was sitting at the racetrack and I'm like, damn, a car hauler pull up and it's like, why don't we do something like that? You know, it was enclosed, it was cool, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, and all this crazy sh stuff coming out, and I'm like, oh, let's do that. Right. So we bought two car haulers. Okay. Two enclosed uh, Kentucky trailers. 
quarter million dollars of a trailer. Ooh, nice. And uh, hooked them to, you know, 150 grand Freightliner, and uh, we started hauling all the exotics. Mm, okay. All the classic cars, all the Lamborghinis, Ferraris, uh, you know, all the crazy, you know, million-dollar units. Um, and uh, that was awesome. Very, very different business, though. Very different. Right. Very different driver as well. Right. They're, they're Def- definitely different driver, operator, and, mm-hmm. and different business in terms of how you get freight, how you connect with these. So Correct. how did you, did you, did you purchase the car hauler first or did you connect with somebody first to know you'd be able to get the cars? Well, throughout the times, um, some of the exotic cars that I bought personally, um, I established relationships with all these exotic dealers around here and they knew me and they knew how I was. And, uh, they were like, Hey, you know, you know, when I was at the track and I talked to a few of them, they're like, man, you should really start doing this. Cause I know you're like, you really care about the cars, you know? <laughs> right. And, uh, so I knew a lot of people first. Okay. Um, then we started hauling them and, uh, it's, it, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was fun to see, you know, you got a trailer going down the road with $10 million in it mm. of cars, yeah. you know, and it, it was fun. It, you know, it's just one of those things that, uh, I love cars. So that, that it, fit it, it resonated. Absolutely. What, what, what were some of the challenges getting into that business? Challenges, though? operators, mm. always drivers, right? Um, the challenge is guys being over the road too long, you know. Um, people don't like to be over the road, you know, nowadays. Right. Um, old school trucking, they're out for a month. Facts. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no big trucking deal. Trucking now. They won't go home. You're lucky you get a guy for a week. <laughs> That's yeah, true. You know. Yeah. And uh, these guys will be out two, three weeks, you know, and it's, and it's kind of hard because you need to wait for cars to come up and, you know, you kind of got to circle them around, create a route coast to coast. And uh, that was hard. It was hard on their families and their personal life. They were great guys, you know, great operators. Just uh, just it was real hard on their personal life. Right. And uh, when you get that, it just don't work, you know. Mm. Got you. So so these the, the, the exotics and stuff, you're delivering them to like houses? Houses. OK. Yeah. Pull 53 feet right up in the house. Okay. We have to get permit, weight permits, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Sometimes we'll meet them at a Walmart or something like that. But if they had a big enough uh, area, we would go right to the house. Okay. And and, and how was the fi- on the financial end? How was that compared to what you were doing with the general freight and oh, trucking? Very lucrative. Be- okay. Oh yeah, very More lucrative. lucrative. Oh yes. Oh yes. I okay. Mean, to give you an example, each trailer holded about six cars. Um, that car coming out of Texas, if it's a high dollar unit, uh, that car could pay two grand a car. And you got twelve grand coming out of Texas, coming to Wisconsin. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was very, very lucrative. Okay, okay, got you. So how many car holders do you have? You have two, you said? No, we had, had started two. with started two. with two, and started then with two. you grew ten. So now you guys have ten car yep. holders. We, we opened uh, more open haulers um, for more of the dealership work, uh, more of the hey, I don't want to pay for enclosed service. Um, so we opened up that avenue. Oh, you get a different a different rate for the enclosed? Oh, absolutely. How much is the difference? Uh, double. Double for the enclosed. The enclosed is double. But as a car hauler, it's still your responsibility to make sure the car is delivered in good condition. That's correct. So what's the difference? The difference is uh, it's not exposed to elements. Um, people with their exotics, myself included, I don't want to see no rain touch my car. No, nothing. Not a rock chip, not a nothing. <laughs> you know, right. I want my car pristine. I'm picky like that. Yeah. All exotic guys are picky like that. Yeah. They don't they don't, they don't play that in elements. Right. You know? Um, that's the biggest. Okay. You know, open hauler, you could get a rock chip. That's all on a disclaimer. 
you're going down a row with nine cars. I mean, a rock could hit it. Uh, anything could happen. Right. Um, and so we're like, well, uh, you want to pay for enclosed? That trailer is a very expensive trailer. Right. And it's very expensive insurance. That's a Double fact. what a truck will cost. So a freight truck. So for okay, so what's what's the number on that? You said two thousand per car. Two thousand per car. Is that is that enclosed? Enclosed. Okay, got you. So on a, open with the open thousand bucks a car. A thousand bucks a car. Yep, and we have four or five units that will go down, and back and forth. Texas, Florida. That was our lane. Texas, okay. Florida, and everything in between. Okay. Is yeah. there a certain season where you like kind of you know pick ramp up with the car yes. hauling and or snowbirds? Snow, yep. Right. Okay. Snowbirds. Yep. They want to come out of Florida or go into Florida. Usually, um, winter time, fall, busy. Everything coming out. Okay. Of of the north, you know, and in the summer and you know, vice versa. Okay. So, so would you say so? Would you say like so? You say the the car hauling business makes more in in terms of uh, margin than the general freight business, right? Absolutely. Okay, gotcha. Absolutely. Way more. Way more. <laughs> Way more. It's, okay. But it's a much harder, much harder business. Gotcha. Twice as hard. Gotcha. Because those cars, it's a lot of moving parts. You see those nine car haulers going down the road, 10 car haulers. You, hey, listen, I've had my problems. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, okay. I had my problems. Okay, cool. All right, so that's the car haul in we have the general freight and then you also do the towing and recovery right towing and recovery how yeah. we get into that absolutely just another spinoff of something that we wanted to do and make sure that we can tow our own equipment so uh we went out and bought a heavy wrecker um dollars unit to tow our own trucks okay um, if there's any issues uh, we didn't wait for you know warranty to send a tow truck from whatever state or whatever we'll send our own prior to that investment how much had you spent on records uh probably if you we got newer guess. equipment so it wasn't too too bad too much yeah not right. too too bad um but the time that's, that's lost. what i was gonna say so why did you see that as a and the cause loads because I, I could understand you seeing that as a good investment like once you break down a certain amount of time you spend all those money all that money on records like you know okay. we might as well buy our own we done bought one and, and paying for it that's correct <laughs> you, know? you got it you got it you look at that payment you'd be like hey well uh, let's see if i had my own exactly. and i paid this oh that's only four toes a year there uh, you go you know what i mean so exactly. you kind of do the math like that okay and uh we just like I said, we want to be all self-sufficient in-house and do our own thing. Okay. And uh, so you started with one one wrecker. One wrecker, one heavy wrecker. Okay. And then we had eight small rollbacks for cars. Okay, got you. Yep. So so you started off doing it in-house and then you started offering it to the public. That is correct. How did you did you get any uh, contracts with anybody for records? I yeah. Know, like a lot of times you got to get contracts to do on like the turnpike and yep. different places. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. The auctions, stuff like that. Uh, we would get contracts with. Um, uh, none of the city work that was on our heavy record side, yes, but not the small car side. Okay. Um, we had the uh, contract for the city buses here in Milwaukee County. Um, and, you know, just uh, keep things moving and, and keep our heavy record moving. Okay. Um, is, is there a lot of politics in, in, in the tow industry? Absolutely. It is, right? Uh, this is worse than trucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, it's a lot of buddy system, a lot of politics, lots, you yeah. know, on what work you get and blah, 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 you know, so... It's uh, 
it's 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 a challenge but hey if it was easy everybody do it right that's right that's, that's right so so with the with the record how, how much can you can you make like on just like a regular tow like the tow a truck is like what ten thousand uh, no on what's going on no not that expensive unless you're going you know from state to state um but you know if you're doing a recovery or something like that five thousand sometimes you know if you're doing just a regular tow off the road thousand fifteen hundred bucks usually they, they're going to a dealership or somewhere local right you know thousand fifteen hundred bucks a, a tow so five thousand that that person would call you would spend and how much is it costing you to do that i guess if you look at like what's the oh, margins what, on what, that? what's your margins yeah on that? That's if, you, what if you account for fuel the driver everything on that scene yeah that scene will probably cost you anywhere from six to eight hundred dollars okay you so know? that's huge margin yes yes <laughs> yes because the truck costs so much right because the know? truck costs so yeah much. we we sold our first record and we bought a rotator now, that's the one that picks the trucks up from the side of the road, rotates them back, and puts them on. You know, oh, okay. that's almost a million dollar unit. Oh, you wow. know, and uh, it's it's they're, the the trucks cost so much, so you're paying for that equipment. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fact. You got to call those numbers for that equipment. Man, all right. So that that's the last niche, right? The wrecker, or is, it, is there another one that we're missing? That's it. on so the got, trucking side. On the yes. trucking side, so we got yes. the car hauling, we got the wreckers. Um, we got the general freight. How, yeah. how do you manage all these, these different businesses? Because oh. they're all different verticals. No sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you have people in place as operating Absolutely. on each one? Tell, Absolutely. tell me about that. Yeah, you're only good as your team. And uh, you got to get the right people in the right place um, to take care of everything because you can't do everything at once. You know, can't do everything on your own. Right. Um, I tried that, you know, and it, it, it does nothing but create chaos for you personally and, 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 on the business side too, you know, you can't do everything and see everything and, you know, so you got to appoint people, Yeah, you know, um, I started appointing people, okay. uh, to oversee, uh, things and that that's worked out great. So how big uh, is the team now? Uh, I mean, office staff, office staff, yeah. office staff is about six of us in the office. Okay. That's, that's not too big. That's no. a pretty, pretty, yeah. uh, lean team. Yep. Yep. And, and they're great. They do that's their job. Really, okay. So, you, so, okay. So tell me about like each, each, each vertical. So like for the records you have, Yep. One person. Yep. One person for the records. Okay. You know, box trucks, tractors, uh-huh. you know, auto haulers. Okay. Yep. And like the rest of the businesses. Basically. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yep. Got you. And you said there's some other there's some other companies that you have started as well, right? Absolutely. What else do you guys got going Absolutely. on? Absolutely. Uh, our most recent adventure is uh, we just opened our own gun store. Okay. Um, we just became a federal firearms licensed dealer. Um and that, that's been great. That's fun. I love guns and cars. I love that. How difficult was that to, to get into that business? Uh, very expensive. Um, it's not like trucking. You can't go and say, hey, I have good credit. You know, can you uh, uh, can you finance me a 500,000 worth of firearms? You know, <laughs> don't it don't work that way. Right. And there's no business plan. Banks, honestly, don't like to touch that. I'm just being honest. Yeah. It's just they don't like to touch gun stuff you right. know what i mean so right. um that was all cash that was okay. all cash deal. i took 1.2 million of my own cash and opened a gun store mm. yeah. how's it been so far How- it's been great it's been great great margins on guns too i'm sure not really nah nah 15 percent. okay yeah you're lucky to get 20 percent on a gun um it's uh the, the 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 accessories is more better of a margin okay and uh it's one of those volume games yeah, yeah i look at trucking as volume too you know, okay. Not crazy, crazy margin on trucking. Yeah. It's, it's not. Insurance costs a lot. People cost a lot. Fuel. You know, it's it's volume. Got it. One truck, ain't going to get it. Got it. Got 150, it. 150. That's, that's going to make it work. 
for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. So, um, and, and, and looking at the, uh, the different things that you have going on. So w- tell me like everything now. So you have how many trucks on the road for the general freight right now? Yep. General freight. We're on about 35 tractors right now. Okay. Um, 65 box trucks. Okay. Um, I do lease out some of those units as well. Um, and that's that's for general freight. That's what we run a day. I have 10. Like I said, I got 20 trucks, which I already just received 10 of them. Um, so we should be up to back up to about 55 units or so all said and done. OK. Uh, of big trucks. Big trucks. Yeah. On the on the freight side and uh, and the box trucks. So we, we have 20 units coming uh, October. So we should be probably around 85 units on the box trucks. OK. And how is the lease? The leasing been working for you? Leasing is great. Okay. I love it. I, I love being able to give somebody a chance to do what I do. You know what I mean? To do trucking. Yeah. You know, um, I hand them a new unit. Um, I'm not going to sit and say it's cheap or anything like that. It, it, it costs. But it's your step to get that two years of tax returns mm. to go in and buy your own unit. Gotcha. I don't tie them up for five and six years, two years, 24 months. Got you. That's our lease deal. Okay. And I know within that two years, if you survive that you can go buy your own truck after that, as long as you keep your financials together. We also have Shepherd Tax and Accounting. Okay. Yeah, so we have a tax firm. Oh, so so when they when they lease on to you, they're, they're leasing on to you to purchase? Or they're, nope. or, so they're well, just... Well, I do give them the option to buy that unit um, at market value after the lease. Um, but I do, when I do the leasing, they have their own authority. They're not running under mine. I don't do... Okay, you don't do that. No, I do not. You don't let anybody onto your authority? No, I do not. Any particular reason? Um, whatever they do is my responsibility, right. so they might as well be an employee. You've never done it before? Never. Okay. Never. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it works for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people that do it. Um, I'm more protective over my authority. Um, I know what it takes to keep it clean. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? It, you get a lease guy out there, he's got a driver now, and he doesn't want to drive, and he hired this guy, and let's say you got 10 guys like that, and they're rolling trucks, hitting this, hitting that. Guess whose authority that is? Yeah. Yours. Yeah. yeah. Guess whose insurance is going up? Yours. Guess who insurance is dropping you? <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. I'm fine. That's a they fact. can be an employee. Nah, I dig it. So in, in, talking about insurance and everything with all these different verticals that you have, sure. how, how does that work with, with, with insurance? Does it, Great. Does it, Great. Does it so, lump it all together? Yeah, tell me about it. Absolutely. In the beginning, insurance was frowned upon in the beginning because they're like, oh, well, why are you doing this? Uh, I'm like, well, for insurance purposes. Uh, to be quite frank, um, no disrespect to any box driver, but non-CDL guys or box drivers that are under CDL usually don't drive as well as a CDL driver or an auto hauler usually is a top tier type of driver because he's looking for everything and they usually don't drive as you know they drive usually somewhat better than a regular freight freight driver you know what I mean they're more careful more cautious exactly and I and I'm not saying you just, know, just because of the job requirement. Correct, it. correct. It requires a little more. Right. So I, sp- I split all the entities up because, one, if one area is having a problem safety-wise, I don't want the entire companies to fall for it. Right. All right. If that area, and I need to work on it and get it safer, let me work on that area. Don't fault everything. You know what I mean? Because you can make everything fall. Right. from one or two or three different things that happen in a couple different areas. So split it. 
Everybody has their own safety score, own DOT, own authority, and mm. it's 100% legal. Wow. Wow. So so you were able to, but you didn't do that from the, be, did, you, did, did you do that from the beginning or did you no, have I to go not. back and clean it up? I cleaned it up. Okay. I had bumps and bruises. Okay. I had bad safety score. Gotcha. You know? So you had to basically re, uh, get everything all, all over. That's from, correct. From the beginning. That's correct. And that, and that wasn't difficult to do? It was. Um, but you, you, you learn, over time you learn, um, company structure is very important. People don't understand what company structure is, and uh, it's it's very important. It's okay. alongside with compliance and your money. Right. Uh, it's that important. Um, things happen in trucking. And when you give um, the ability to um, someone to take everything for one organization uh, problem, you know, let's say you had a guy, he he did something wrong, he hurt people or whatever, and they have the opportunity to sue you. If everything is not in one basket, they can only sue for that portion, that entity. That's it. Right. All right? And if you have one entity that owns all the equipment, you cannot sue for the equipment, only the insurance policy. Mm. Does that make sense? No. Can say it one more time for me. All right. I think you lost me. Guys. All right. I'll start I'm, over. I'm, I'm listening, but I just one more time. All right. I'll start over. So, so let's say... Uh, Shepherd Companies owns all the equipment. The umbrella company owns Correct. the equipment. The parent company. Yeah, the parent company. Yep, the holding, if you will. Yep. Owns everything. There's some game right here. Check. There's some real game. There's some real game right here. Tune in. That's what I'm, I'm listening. All right. So Shepherd Companies owns everything. All right. But Shepherd Company don't run no trucks. They just own the equipment. But Shepherd Trucking, Shepherd, uh, Shepherd uh, Logistic Solutions, you know, Shepherd Towing, Shepherd Auto Transport now leases that equipment from Shepherd Companies. Anything that happens within the entity, they can sue for the policy, but they can't take you in the, as a whole. Mm. Let's say you got $10 million worth of equipment here, $20 million worth of equipment here. They start to come after assets if you start you do something negligent enough, they'll come after assets, right? So if you tie up those assets by another holding company, those are now not accessible to the, to, the, to the lawsuit. Got it. Got it. Where, where'd you learn that? Oh, <laughs> bumps and bruises. <laughs> where'd you learn that one? My attorney. <laughs> that's, that's, man, that's, that, that is super smart, man. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, um, and, and ha have you ever had a situation where that's been tested? I have. Okay. I had one situation uh, in, a box, in a box truck. I, unfortunately, I had a driver hit a state trooper. A state trooper? Yes. Of all people to hit? Yeah. Okay. So and you know they're going to really try to get you. Oh, yes. And, and, and you know, without going into it deeply, yeah, yeah. the trooper was somewhat at fault, too. Right. Um, no warning lights. No. Based on his position. Yep, 3 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. It's a guy that drove for me six years. Never no accidents. Mm. Not one. And boom, this night this happened. Right. So this is why I was tested. My guy hits a state trooper. He's coming over a crest of a hill. There was an accident scene. They were leaving the scene, turned the lights off, and trooper pulled into the road, talking to the city guys, cleaning the scene. My guy comes over the hill, tries to avoid him nixed the corner of the car, spun it out, and it hurt two guys. Okay. Okay. While that scene was being cleaned up, two, three hours later, 
a tractor in the in it basically is a traffic jam, a tractor trailer unrelated to us. Plowed into five vehicles, killing four people. Oh, wow. The victims families in that accident. Tried to come sue us. Wow. And then. We're like, whoa, now this can get out of line. Yeah. You know, quick. You know, that's a lot of people. For sure. You know, God forbid, I hate to be even involved with that. Right. But that's one of the challenges of trucking. And I admit that this is one of the problems I had. People can't keep it real and just say, hey, listen, man, we fucked up. We did this. We did this. You know, some people can't admit that. I'm 100 percent. I'm going to tell you, this is one of the problems I had. Great driver. Great driver. Been with me six years. Yeah. It happened. And so our attorney said, well, if they can sue for that, then we should be able to sue for the next two accidents from the first scene. Mm. Unrelated to us. Right. The rabbit hole gets deep. That was close. But it was thrown out because of the time frame and everything else. The, the, the truck doesn't belong to us, obviously. Um, time frame, uh, where their police presence, there's a lot of factors that, that the judge looked at and just said, no, we can't do that. Mm. So that's, you know, if we did something like that, every accident on the highway and there's a rear end in the back, everybody can sue the first accident. It, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So, right. Yeah, but that was going to get ugly. That could definitely get ugly. Fast. And, that, and that's what happens when you have these kind of situations. Everybody's yep. looking for somebody to sue. Always. <laughs> Trucking is the target. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're looking for somebody to blame for the situation. Trucking I mean, that's an unfortunate situ- uh, you know, situation for everybody. But, but wow. So, so, so it was tested, but you were still able to, to maintain and everything. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's awesome. All right. Um, man, let's, let's, it, it, you, you just have so much going on. I, I want to kind of just dive into like everything. Um, going back to the, gen, the general freight, what is your um, kind of like your strategy? So you, you st- you're still doing Amazon, right? Absolutely. Amazon is your daily kind of daily thing. 24-7. 24-7. For the last so, nine years. So h- how much Amazon are you doing compared to the general stuff now? Oh, Amazon is a very small. They're still they're a small part. You kind of yes. got out of Amazon. Yes. You, you, we're what you call Amazon usually in, in each big uh, distribution center like MKE five or MKE one, or we we have a bunch of MKEs around here. Um, they usually use what they call the big four carriers. Um, there's usually the four carriers that are big that handles the bulk of work, and the overflow is then put on the low board usually. Got you. And we're one of the big four carriers, and that uh, that creates the consistent work. Um, you get a different rate. Your rate doesn't fluctuate with the market. That's a good thing and a bad thing. Right, right, right. right. I can you'll, imagine. Yeah, you'll get a peak time, and then you know this guy got a thousand bucks to go over here, and but you got seven hundred on it. Right. But you got seven hundred every day for the year. There he got a thousand bucks once. There you go. There so you go. You choose what you want to take. <laughs> Makes, right. sense. Makes so, sense. Um, so it's uh, we stay consistent. We stay uh, what they need. Um, they used to. Amazon doesn't like monopoly, um, so they like a variety of carriers. Um, and they keep the big four. Um, they keep us always competing for score. You know, they're smart. Right. Very smart. You know, keeping our stuff together, you know, being on time. Uh, and and that's that's one of the great things with Amazon. Like I said, they're, they're consistent and uh, 
that we've been with them so long and that I really appreciate that. But I could not keep all my eggs in one basket. So as far as percentages with Amazon versus freight, Amazon is probably 25, maybe 20 percent of our, our business. Got you. Yeah. Do you think it's a good place for people to start? Like if you're trying to get um, into the business, would you recommend, hey, go check check Amazon out? I recommend Amazon for consistency sake, um, but do not rely on them. You will not make it. Right. You will not make it. They go dry for you. Uh, I'm talking on a regular load board carrier type. Right, like relay. Um, relay. I mean, relay. When you're first getting in, that's that's a perfect cash flow opportunity. Um, be careful. You will run the load for nothing because they will put it out there for nothing or negative. Right. Um, so that's a good place to start on the box side or tractor side. You know, especially during peak, because you can get a lot of money together during peak. Um, but do not rely on them. Yeah. No. Do not rely on them. Do not rely on a low board. Rely on creating new relationships everywhere. Got you. Direct customers everywhere. When you get to a company of your size, what what are you guys looking at in, ter- in terms of like KPIs? What are the things that, you know, keep you up at night when you're looking at your financials? What are those things that you're kind of studying to kind of make better, improve upon? Tell me about that. Three major costs. Insurance, drivers, fuel. Three major costs. Those are the three things that you must watch closely. Um, there's a balance of, of quality driver cost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, your insurance costs and, and your fuel. You know, you know as well as I do, fuel changes by two bucks. That could mean 80, 100,000 a month difference. Right. Where you get that? Right. <laughs> where, you, where do you fix that? Yeah. Where do you fill that at? You can't just let it roll. Right. That's when, like I was saying earlier, you got to go to your customers and say, listen, this is what's changing. Be forthcoming. Be straight up. Insurance is, I mean, uh, uh, fuel is costing me this much more. Unfortunately, I have to raise the rate to this. You know, make it make sense. Um, you constantly got to watch that. You let that flow and roll, you'll look up and you're burning 50000 a month. You're burning 80000 a month. And you're looking like, Where, where's all the money going? <laughs> Where is it going? Yeah. Fuel and quality drivers. When you talk about quality drivers, how much money do you spend on marketing for drivers? Actually, not much. Okay. Um, we spend about five hundred bucks a week, um, about two grand a month. Okay. Um, we use a, a, a number of platforms. You, you know, some people say, "Oh, don't use Craigslist. Don't use this. Don't use use everything." At the end of the day, you have to sort them out. Right. Right. You right. can you can have a bad driver on any platform. That's true. You can have a great guy that you never thought you would have on Craigslist because <laughs> that's, that's what he 100%. knew he used, you yeah. know. Um, so there's no best way. Um, you have to sift them out. Yeah. You have to you check their CSA scores. You have to check their background. Right. Were they a problem for the last company? You know, that that's that's key. Do you have any yeah. specific hiring criteria, like in terms of like uh, time? Uh, sure. Like when sure. You the MVR, yeah. Yeah, like MVRs. Uh, no more than two majors. Okay. Um, no more than two minors, um, but you can't have both together. Okay. Um, we like uh, we prefer two years. Um, prefer. I prefer. It's hard to find. <laughs> hard to find. Hard to find. Yeah. And uh, you get some naturals. Yeah. You, you know. Do. Yeah, I, some of a lot of our box guys, I probably had a good six or seven box guys that rolled into tractors and I knew their history from driving a box. Right. Yes, it's a big difference with trucking, but their mentality was where I needed it to be. They do their pre-trips. 
They take their pictures before and after. They tire kick. They do everything right. And it's like, we have to invest in those guys and get them to a tractor stage. Yeah. And we started moving those guys in tractors, and they were naturals. And I, it, I like that word, naturals, because I tell people all the time, there are, there are some guys who just got it. I was a natural. Yeah. Uh, my, my guy here. And girls and women, too. And women. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Women are very safe. Women who are nat- just naturals. Yes, and naturals. And you got to give them a chance. You got to take those road tests with them. Yeah. And see what they have. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm new. I just got out of school. <laughs> All right, let's go on the road test. Road test will tell you everything. Right. Yeah. Right. What so, about what about like for for safety? I'm sure you have safety meetings. Like what, safety what, meetings quarterly. Okay. Yep. Safety bonuses quarterly. Okay. Yep. We go off of you know any any of our drivers that get stopped for a a, uh, a road check or whatever, and uh, you get a, a clean inspection, hundred bucks. Turn it in. We'll give you a hundred bucks. Okay. Yep. Anytime, anywhere. Turn it in. It has to be the physical copy, though. You can't send me a picture. <laughs> right. No, no. Because we need something. the copy so we can put that in our file. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 100 bucks every time. You get stopped four times this week. I don't care if you pull up on the officer and say, hey, give me an inspection. <laughs> I don't care. I'll still right. give you 100 bucks. Right. You know? how, how are you guys on driver retention? Um, It's not terrible. Um, During during COVID, it was bad because, you know, you know, everybody played the game, man. Everybody wanted to get paid for nothing. It was it was big on and during that time. Um, the team we have now has been with us a long time. Very loyal, um, very good, very clean running. Um, I can't complain. It's it's been great lately. Yeah. Um, now that we're growing though, you know, you get that curve again where you gotta get new guys, learn new guys. Right. Are they good? Um, so we're on, we're on that. It's it's time to find new people and new talent. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Nah, it, it's it, hard. It, it's definitely tough out there, man, especially in this market. There's, yes. there's so many new drivers that, you know, need to be trained up and everything like that. Do you do you do like training, like safety training and everything in-house? Or? Absolutely. Okay. Yep, yep. What so do you, what do you guys do? Like what every, systems do you use for that? Absolutely. So every quarter we do uh, a whole safety meeting. We do we watch videos, we okay. watch all the what the do's and don'ts, like Smith um, systems stuff like that. Oh, as far as in the trucks? Yeah, like for for safety training. Like what systems do you guys use? Like Oh, we don't have we don't use okay, any systems. Okay. Yeah. Our insurance company actually sends out a safety director. Okay. Um a trucking guy and a trooper of 20 years um, to show what he's seen, what happened, uh, things that happened. Um, it works out. It works out well. Um, and you only have to do so much of that when you get a good team. Yeah. You know, they know. these. I got a lot of OGs. They they know. You know, they, they're super safe. But consistently, constantly, what we call beating the horse, uh, we have to always beat the horse on the safety. That's mm. just number one. You know, yeah. safety and compliance, number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And and I and I'm sure like so all the drivers they all report here. This is like the meeting yep. hub for everything. This is yep. This is home. They all report here. Uh, we run uh, Samsara for all our logs and stuff like that. Have you heard of Samsara? Yeah, I know some Samsara. Uh, yep. Fire, yeah, fire. We Def- love them. Definitely fire. Uh, cameras in all units. So now, now, what about do, do the guys ever want to like transition into different verticals? Like you might have yes. a guy from general, like, hey, I want to try to car haul. Yes, yes. How do you kind of work that out? Absolutely, like a seniority thing. Because I'm sure there's some maybe more money in one vertical. Absolutely, absolutely. We get guys that want to go over to car hauling. They'll try it, and they'll you know if they like it, they'll stay. Or if they don't, they'll be like, yeah, put me back in the freight. <laughs> you know, um, yes. Right. And we let them do what they want within the company. Um, we're fine with that, you know, especially we know they're a great driver. Why not use them, you know, or, you know, let them grow their, 
you know, their resume on different things that they can do. Yeah. Always. We let them do anything they want. That never becomes like an issue in-house for like other guys who may want that spot? No. No. No, because it's not many people that want to bounce around. Okay. No. Most of the guys kind of stay. They want to just sit down. Going to want to stick to what they know. Yep, they want to stick to what they they know and. What what, what what part of the business do you, do you enjoy the most in, uh, in terms of the different verticals? Shepherd Arms. Shepherd Arms. <laughs> the gun store. <laughs> you like the gun store. That is fun not, for not me. Not the trucks at all. That's that's the fun the fun yeah. thing for you. Yes. Okay. The gun store is fun for me. Um, when we open Shepherd Arms, it's just been a joy. I I, I don't even track time when I'm there. Wow. Um, it, it is just it's just fun. Okay. Super fun. Okay. Got it. Got it. I love it, man. I love it. Um, I I think we covered most of it. Did I, did I did I miss anything? I'm trying to try to make sure. Oh, yeah. We do got a trucking course coming. You have a trucking course. Yeah, we're gonna okay. start. We're gonna start Tell training. Tell me about that. What would make you start a trucking course? It's not like you know much about trucking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So a couple of things. We're gonna start a trucking school. Uh, that's coming up soon. Okay. Um, we're gonna you know uh, create a nice little area here, and we're gonna teach trucking. Okay. Um, as far as drivers, we're gonna teach drivers. Like Driver CDL's training. Tr- CDL, CDL training. Yep. Training Shepherd. School. Okay. Yep. Shepherd CDL training. Okay. And we also gonna start a course. For people who wants to start their own trucking company. Okay. And uh, a step-by-step, we call it the blueprint. Okay. All right. I'm going to give my blueprint, whether you think it works or not. You know, I'm, I'm not here to say, oh, this guy said this, this guy said that. Listen, I'm going to tell you what I did um, in nine years, 150 units. Um, I will teach you how to do that. Yeah. You know, from where I'm from, um, I had nothing. You know, I'm not uh, special. I didn't go to college. I don't have a college education. Yeah. You know, I'm not great with public speaking and all that. Right. But I can hustle. No doubt. What what inspired you to do to do this uh the the courses? Um a lot of pe- I get a lot of people that ask me, "Hey, how the hell did you do How it? you do this? How you do this? How you do this?" <laughs> and it's like, "Shit, man, I can't keep sitting down and just, you know, take 100,000 people and keep telling them the game, you know." Right, right, right. Listen, a game is sold, not told, right? That's I mean, it. That's it. But so, I mean, you definitely know the game yeah i know i understand the game <laughs> you you understand the game i understand the so game. so if, so when you say the blueprint great word what would you say if you had to put if you had to put trucking in a framework and you had to say these are the things you need to understand to become a successful trucking company or you know uh investor in trucking or whatever like what would you say are the the pillars of a truck a trucking company yeah the pillars, the pillars. <laughs> you got it right that's gonna <laughs> hold it up yeah you got it right uh financially you, you got to be disciplined you know when you, people you get a bunch of trucks and they see all the money and they're like oh yeah i have this i have this i have this amount of money shit could happen where you need that money to float you or keep you rolling when things aren't so well you know, a lot of people think, you know, oh, man, I made a million dollars this day. Da, da, da. Hey, if you made a million bucks, take 200000 and keep it up, whatnot. And that 800 let it sit. Trust me. Right. It, it You'll use it or you'll find a way or it'll benefit you another way. Um, be careful. You know, got to have discipline. Um, big thing, you know, equipment. Equipment, serious. Uh, drivers, serious. You know, um, these are the things that make or break trucking. You know, keep insurance costs down. You know, when you get in the game, they're hitting you hard. Yeah. Some people paying two, three thousand dollars, four thousand dollars a month for a truck, you know, for insurance. It's hard to make it that way. But there were so many new people that came in the game without the knowledge of understanding compliance, driver fitness, great drivers, um, things like that, that creates all these accidents and problems 
that made insurance go up. Right. I was one of them. Right, 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 right. I was one of them. I, right. I learned. Right. I said, well, what do I do? What, what, what can you do to make it well? So it's, uh, it, it, like I said, the equipment is serious. I try to get the best, newest, greatest equipment because that will keep you consistent. Mm. Consistency. Yeah. Oh, I bought this truck for 10000 I'm going to roll it. It's got a million five miles on it. <laughs> right. You won't be consistent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. Is there a certain place where, like, because you have all these different verticals and all these different niches, before you, like, because when people watch this, they're going to be like, oh, man, I could start a trucking company, a car hauling company. I could do that. That might not be good advice for everybody. Correct. Right? Correct. So Focus on one first. Yeah. Can you just speak to that? Like, I how, will. When do you know it's time to move I will. into another business because some somebody will watch your story and they'll think that this, what you did is easy and they could do all these different things. Correct. Many people aren't able to succeed in doing what you did. Correct. So yep. tell me about that. The number one thing is always understand that one business, one entity has to run flawless. I'm not going to use that word flawless because nothing runs flawless. I'm going to use one entity has to be on cruise control before your brain can even focus on the next thing. OK, you can't have uh, this bumpy area here in trucking. You don't have your driver pool understood. You you still have bad safety scores. You have to correct that and get it running on cruise control before you make make your next step. That may, may take a year, five years, 10 years, it, whatever it takes. Master that first. Yeah. Um, I recommend guys getting into trucking. Um, get your CDLs. Mm. understand what the driver's doing. I can't tell somebody to do something I don't know what to do. Right. I need to be in a position that I understand every aspect of the business because I did it. And and sometimes, like you said, you can't let drivers control, you know, oh, I'll do this or I'll do this. Listen, I'll get in the truck and do it myself. Right. <laughs> you can't tell me what you're not going to do. I'll, I'm fine. I'll, I'll do it myself. Right. I'll get my ass. I, listen, if I got to take a load now, I'll, I'll, I've only been out of the trucks about two years. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I've been every day, yeah. you know, and I'm not scared to get in the truck anytime, anywhere, anyhow. I'll right. take a load. I had a situation where I had a, a guy who was out of hours in Texas and I didn't know nothing about this till 4 p.m. And I flew straight out of here, straight to Texas. Yeah. I had a load of cars going to an event, a race event. Okay. If they're not there, they're disqualified. <laughs> it's a hundred thousand dollar event here. Yeah. You know, yeah, they can yeah. win a hundred grand. I say, hey, oh, I'm out of hours. I'll get there, you know, twelve hours late. Oh no, that's not happening. Right. Hop the plane. My wife and I. Yeah. Jump right in the truck. Hey, get back there. Go to sleep. I'll drive all night. Right. Made it. But that's what it takes. That's what it takes. Yep, that's you, what people don't understand. You got to be willing to do what others want. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm willing to do that. No doubt. What 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 are you bad at? What are you not good at? Oh, what am I not good at? What's your weaknesses in business? <laughs> 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 Listen, I ain't perfect by no means. <laughs> uh, weaknesses uh, in business. Mm-hmm. Some people may think this is bad. But I'm not scared of nothing. Mm. Okay? To me, it's good. So I don't care if it don't work. I'm not scared of that. Um, sometimes I jump two feet in and I should have waited a little bit. Sometimes I move forward too quick on certain things. Um, that's, I think, my weakness and my problem. 
But like I said, at the end of the day, I don't care if it works or not. Mm. I'm going to do what I do. And it's been working. But if it doesn't, I'm not scared of it. You're not afraid of risk. eh, Never. I'll dust myself off and try it again. Has has that ever backfired on you, not being afraid? Absolutely. Absolutely. What what would you say, if you could think of one thing that stands out, what would you say is a time when you took a risk where maybe you shouldn't have? Um... I'd say uh, on the heavy record side, that was a risk because those trucks cost a ton of money. They cost a ton of money. You right. need business for that. Right. And I know the OGs around here for heavy records, they got it sold up. I respect that. You know, I'm like, listen, I just need to tell my own stuff. You know, <laughs> I'd be happy with that. You know, but uh, right. that was a risk and it cost me. It cost you. Yeah. You start looking like, whoa, whoa. Now this is starting to outweigh how much i need these trucks because i'm preaching about these new units well am i gonna need this heavy record so much <laughs> right, right you know right. but uh i just started so i was wasting a lot of money in the beginning but once i started to make those relationships you know with all my box truck guys even the guys i leased to you started reaching out to all the amazon guys that i do business side by side with hey listen you know we tell we tell and we know this game. Hey, if I have to bring a truck to you to move your Amazon load, let you take one of ours to keep it rolling and keep your Amazon account clean, I'll do so. And you started, you know, moving it like that. Then it started to become something. Yeah. Absolutely. Got you. Can, are you able to talk about revenue for, uh, for the company? Sure. So sure. Where, Absolutely. where are you guys at? Like, what did you do guys do last year? Revenue top line? Sure. Sure. $14 million. $14 million. Uh, we're $14 million company. Okay. Um, from zero to 14 million <laughs> not bad at all in nine years nine yeah years. so um it's been great um i can't complain uh it's uh I, I can't thank our team and our people enough um some guys have been with us from the beginning you know loyal yeah great you know great people yeah and i try my best to pay them the best you know right and i, I give them that loyalty pay you know what I mean? <laughs> the, so, the loyalty pay. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't be here without them, you know? No so. doubt. No, for sure. So so where where do you see this thing going, man? Because it seems like you're like the Walt Disney of trucking, man. man. Like you, whatever you could imagine, you're going to yes. make it happen. Yeah, honestly, I, we were growing real, real fast, and I slowed down during uh, the pandemic. Um, we slowed down, and I was like, whoa, because it was a lot of trucks sitting. We started burning a lot of money. Drivers was really sick. Drivers was lying about sick. <laughs> and drivers was quitting and going to these local company that was paying ridiculous because of the shortage. Right. You know, people that couldn't, you couldn't compete with, you know what I mean? You got a local company over here. Yeah. We'll pay you 3,500 a week to go a hundred miles a day. You're home every day. Right. Whoa. <laughs> I can't compete with that. Yeah. So you start losing your non-loyal guys and trucks are sitting and I'm like, Hey, well, I'm scared to grow right now. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't know the future here. I don't, I don't understand. You know, I'm, I, I just don't, don't want to grow anymore. I turned down, you know, some trucks. I took half of what I ordered, and it was just, ooh, scary. Yeah. Burning a lot of cash, a lot of money, insurance, right. you know. And it was like, whoa, that's scary. Yeah. You know, you know granted, it is a – hopefully a once in a lifetime type of thing <laughs> COVID yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, for sure I hope for nothing sure. ever happens like for, that again for sure but once that little period stopped and we were the only things rolling because it was COVID you know we we're, were essential trucks had to move right it started to be great because you've seen the market 
freight rates through the roof. You know, it's like, ooh, you can use some of this to secure new guys. You can do this. You can do this. But then you got to be careful. You start giving out too much. And then when it, the rates come back down to normal, that guy's going to be pissed. You start talking about changing his money. Right. That's a fact. You got to be careful with that. That's a fact. How, how, how much of your success would you attribute to luck? Everybody's lucky. We were lucky to wake up. Every day. <laughs> As a, that, that's a fact. But even but even in like being positioned and where you were positioned, being in the right place at the right time, you know, when, when you think about that, do you think that based on where you were and where you were at, at with the company, it's like you were kind of positioned perfectly to grow at that level that you grew? Or is it like even? No, it has nothing to do with that because I'm going to say to make it happen. I, you, I was about to say that. Exactly. I'm going to say no to the luck because um I could sit on my ass. This didn't fall into our lap. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It, 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 we didn't wake up and say, oh, shit, man. I made millions of dollars today because <laughs> I did nothing. It just came. That's a fact. It, no, 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 no. No, it's, it's, it's hard work, grinding. It's sacrifice. Sacrifice. You sacrifice time with your family, time with, with everything, your kids growing up, um, personal time, whatever. It's a sacrifice to get it rolling. You know, but then that's one of the benefits once it's rolling. Yeah. Time. At the end of the day, fuck the money. I want that time. That's right. You know, that's time right. with your family. Be able to not worry about the money side and enjoy life. Yeah. You and, know? I, and I ask that question because people are always trying to find, like, where the luck is at. Yeah. When they see something that is a success, they're like, yeah. there has to be something that, that you know, made this happen that's yeah. outside of just hard work. Yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, I like hearing those guys that be like, yeah, shit, I ain't working those seven days. I'm not working seven days. I'm not working the weekends. <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not doing any of that. Um, see? That's right. that mindset that keeps you where you are. Yeah, yeah. And man, you gotta be willing to do what others will not. Do, yeah. do, do you do anything for like personal development? You in reading, like anything like that? Cars. Cars? Cars. That that's your thing. <laughs> that's my thing. Okay. Personal okay. development is my cars, man. I love, How many cars you own? Oh man. <laughs> I decline to comment. <laughs> more than more than ten? Yes. More than twenty? No. So fifteen? In there. <laughs> and and you say you're more so into the old schools? Old schools. But we have some exotics also. Old schools is, is, is okay. I'm more into uh, modern muscle. Yeah, exotics, uh, fast, crazy, 2,000 horsepower stuff. Like what, Lamborghinis, yeah. Lamborghinis, Ferraris. yeah. Lamborghini Aventadors, Ferraris, McLaren, 765s. You got um, all those? Jesus Christ. I declined to come. <laughs> Y'all better take his damn trucking course. <laughs> Hold on. So you said, you, you said McLaren, Lamborghini, Aventador? Yeah. yeah. God damn. Uh, What's that one? There's, there's one over here in the shot. Oh, yeah. Tesla, plaids, all that type of stuff. It's Damn. Crazy stuff. Thousand horsepower. When do you get a chance to drive them, man? See, that's what we were talking about, that freedom and time. When you get well, stuff, right. well, you, when it's a well-oiled machine, you can you, can you can step away and do a little something. Yeah. But when you're constantly doing things, I do continue to grow. And sometimes I say, why did I start this? Why did I start this project? We just bought a bakery recently. It's called the Lunchbox. You're just doing uh, things just for, just for the hell of it now at this yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and, and, and that's one of those things. Yeah, it's, it's kind of new. And, and, it's, and it's like, man, my wife owns a pottery shop. It's called Just Killing Time. 
Okay. You know, like a kiln. Kiln. Yeah, yeah, you got it. It's just killing time. He's quick. He's swift. He's quick. Yeah. Okay. Just killing time. Just killing One of the biggest time. fiery shops in the country. Okay. Uh, here, and uh, she's been in business uh, be 11 years now. Okay. And I'm so proud of her with that, you know. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah, it's crazy. That we do pottery, too. That's <laughs> cra- it's crazy. Do pottery. It's so, the ba- so bakery. Bakery, yeah. What, what, what do you like? How is, so, tell me about that. Like, so, we just, we just acquired cakes? that. Yeah, we just acquired it. We're going to do a little less bakery, and we're going to do more of a lunch spot. Something like uh, soup. Salads, uh, you know, small cookies, cakes, um, not full fledged bakeries like cannolis and all that crazy stuff. Just a little tamed down, a nice lunch spot. So you didn't build it from the ground up, you acquired it. I acquired it, yeah. Ah. It actually was called formerly called Nino's Bakery. Okay. Uh, Nino's has been in, in 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 the Milwaukee area for fifty years plus. Okay. Um so it was great to acquire. Was it like distress or something like that? Or like what what made you what made you f- um, find that opportunity? It's funny because we were going to we didn't own the pottery shop's building and they refused to sell it to us. Okay. So they like, well, we're not selling it to you. But here, renew this lease for $7,000 a month. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. what else can we do? Yeah. So all of a sudden, we see across the street, Nino's is for sale. Mm. So luckily, we caught it fast on the market. Okay. And we bought Nino's originally to put the pottery shop there. Got you. But... They then said, after we buy Nino's uh-huh. and spend a ton of cash, <laughs> hey, we'll sell you the building now. <laughs> after we said we're not signing that contract, right, that, right, right. that, that uh, lease crazy. again. I'm like, oh, shit. Now you got to come out this much more money. So I said, well, we'll just keep Nino's and we'll convert it to the lunchbox called the lunchbox and Just Killing Time will stay where it is. Okay. And uh, we bought Just Killing Time as well. And that was... Uh, it was it was all set, and that's okay. been great too. Got uh, it. Some commercial real estate under the belt, and I was gonna say, I'm yeah. sure you're in the real estate as well. Yeah, Airbnb. Commercial? Yeah, Airbnb. commercial. Yeah, Airbnb as okay. well. Okay. What about investing? You into like cryptocurrency? Any of that? I'm not. Stocks? I'm gonna tell you why. I don't understand that cryptocurrency. I, I get it, but I don't understand it. Okay. And uh, so I'm scared. You're not sold on it yet. Not sold. What about, on what about stocks? Like traditional stocks? Nothing. Uh, Amazon. Okay. Apple. <laughs> the ones that are gonna win for sure. Tesla. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. That's I mean, that's smart. You, yeah. I mean, you know that money's going to work for you regardless. For sure. Any for other sure. businesses you got going on? Because I didn't even know about this bakery thing, man. Yeah. You just popped that one up. That was left field, right? That was left field. What, um, what else you guys got going on? That is, I, that is it. We have Shepherd Tax and Accounting. You didn't um, say the tax and accounting. You told me that earlier. Oh, yes. Did, did you? Did you yeah, say that? Yeah, I think you I did said say, that. okay. Yeah. So tax and accounting. Tax and accounting. So um, we had uh, this wonderful lady that used to do our taxes. Um, her name is Jenny. And uh, she worked for a firm. And um, one day she called me and she says, hey, you know, can you afford X, Y, Z for me to come in-house? And I said, absolutely. And uh, I said, well, while you're here, you know, can we start an accounting business together? And all our trucking friends or all our other friends that have businesses, we can take care of them. Smart. And uh, so we started Shepherd Tax and Accounting and we brought her in-house. She's been with us now two years and... It's been great. Oh, wow. Uh, taxes is always on point. Uh, that's number one thing, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. A lot of people don't play games with the alphabet boys, okay? Mm. It, don't play games with the ATF. Don't play games with the IRS. Don't play games with the DEA. Nobody, <laughs> if you want to be successful, because right. that'll just take you straight back. Right. Yeah, and Ten that's steps. the number one thing that's going to get you to grow, financials. Yeah. If they don't see financials, even if you ain't making money, they want to see the cash flow. Yeah. That's it. Wow. 
Wow. I'm inspired, man. God damn, you got a lot going on, man. This yeah, is it's crazy. Uh, this is crazy. definitely crazy. I, I I don't know, like, you've just built this world, or you guys have built this world that's sure. just just evolving sure. every day. Yeah, every day. You know, man. All right. Well, listen. I think um I think we covered it quick. What are we about hour and a half in? All right. I guess we're gonna start wrapping it up, man. Uh, we could we could talk all day, but um yeah. Listen, so customarily on this show, we always allow our guests to give a final thought, which I sure. kind of have an idea what yours is going to be. Sure. And um, we also let everybody know where they can connect with you, you know, on social media, so forth, website, sure. all that. Sure. So um, let them know where they can connect with you. And sure. then lastly, let's get into that final thought, which could be entrepreneurial, spiritual, wherever you want to go with it. Sure, Just sure. Parting words. Sure. Parting words. Uh, well, you can connect with me on... Our website's uh, shepherdtrucking.com or uh, shepherdarms.com. Uh, um, we also have justkillingtime.com, um, a bunch of sites that you can check, you know, check us out. Um, one of my, my number one thoughts is uh, my number one when I wake up in the morning is uh, I'm a very humble guy, you know, and I always try to re- remain that way. Um, you know, people start to make a little money and they start to change. They start to do things and stuff. Uh, I don't. Um, and so my number one saying is uh, stay humble and hustle hard. Mm, um, I love that. And anything is possible. You know, people think, uh, oh, I didn't, I didn't go to school. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. Listen, it don't matter. Man, the best lesson is in the blessing, right? <laughs> That's the right. best lesson is doing what you don't know. Learn it. Um, it can happen. You yeah. know, people are worried, oh, what if this happened? What if I lose my money? So what? What if you do? What if it work? There you go. Nobody think about if it work, right? Oh, what if it fail? They always want to say that. Listen, anything can happen. Mm. Hey, don't be scared. Stay hungry. Keep going. No doubt. And, and when can we expect that, that course to come out, man? Man, soon. We're working on it right now. Okay. Yes, we're working on it right now. Our websites are getting re- redesigned. Sorry, they're a little out of line. <laughs> it's been five years since I even looked at them. Just, we're getting it together. Right. So And that'll yeah. be A to Z, how to pretty yep. much start a All shepherd company. companies. Yeah. Yep. How a to, to get Z. into these different niches and just give you an idea. Absolutely. We're going to talk about from, number one, getting your authority uh, to understanding insurance, drivers, understanding equipment, how to obtain the best equipment, um, how to maintain accounts, so, you know, just etiquette, trucking etiquette as a whole, how to be compliance, how serious compliance is. You know, like we briefly talked earlier, like, you know, compliance yeah. is everything. That'll stop everything. You, you got to run it straight and narrow. Don't play. Yeah. You know, don't play games. No um, doubt. So. I expect that there's going to be a few people beating down your door for this course, especially after this, sure. this airs. Um, listen, Hustle Fam, if you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Um, this has been an amazing show, amazing experience. I, I wish you guys could see what I see around me. You only get a little piece of it but there's a super dope business super great people like he said humble um man i'm i'm, I'm amazed like i said very impressed man continued I success i appreciate it thank you I just keep on going man keep on inspiring us and keep on building this thing as far out to. as you can imagination could stretch yeah um around this time what do we always say if you smell something burning it's only your desire myself damian shepherd shepherd trucking we are out if you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go!